Howdy all, and thank you for tuning in to Happy Days. This is your pal, Jesse Drackman, on the mic, welcoming you back for another exciting episode, episode 15. This is a good one. Uh, I think I may have deleted my previous uh, introduction, so let's do a freshie, you know. This is a good one because I talked to a guy that I've wanted to talk to for a long time. This is this is a episode that's been a long time coming. I speak to none other than Mr. Scott Northup, the hard rock anthropologist known by many around the world. Now, as you may or may not know, uh, I have a long, illustrious history with the Hard Rock Cafe brand, um, having been kind of their Australian ambassador for many years. And uh, I, I, I still genuinely miss the establishment um, daily, but I practice everything that I learn on a daily basis. And it's quite interesting how it all comes to effect and fruition through day-to-day life. But uh, look, man, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about Scott. What a guy, man. Seriously. This guy has never worked for the Hard Rock Cafe, yet it's it's his dream to, to become a Hard Rock Cafe trainer. And uh, part of me wishes, you know, I, I could do something to help make that dream come true. Because if anyone deserves it, it's definitely Scott. He is such a, a passionate, well-spoken individual. Uh, you know, he really underestimates himself um, in just how much he contributes to this planet with his passion and deliverance of the Hard Rock Cafe brand and mottos and rock and roll, history, everything. He encompasses it all. So... To me, he's already achieved all that. And through his day-to-day uh, posts on, on social media about all the different hard rock cafes around the world, his, yeah, his absolute dedication to information of um, the brand and the history, it's just such incredible stuff. And th- I know that there are many people around the world like him, but this guy uh, just really stood out to me. And uh, I hope to talk to more people like him in the near future. I genuinely do because I think that there are some incredible stories out there that need to be told. And uh, I'm extremely grateful that I get to do it with this podcast. So I'm going to take this opportunity to say thank you to each of you that do listen to this show. And if you could do me a solid and subscribe, like, leave a review on whatever platform that you listen to podcasts on, but more importantly, Share the link with your friends. Tell your friends about Happy Days. Uh, it Even a little bit, it does help. It goes a long way. I say this a lot. I don't expect thousands of listeners, but these stories that I'm uh, recording are with interesting people and they're motivating, inspirational stories that I want lots of people to hear. And, uh, you know, the way I look at it is if we can motivate and inspire each other to be the best person we can be on this planet in our time on this world, then damn it, team, we are kicking goals. So do that little thing for me and we can just move that one step closer to kicking those goals and making it all achievable. Now, Scott is uh, one hell of a passionate and uh, hard rock cafe enthusiast. He's such a fan that he went that one step further and built his very own Hard Rock Cafe in his house in Detroit. It's freaking amazing. 
Um, there is videos, there is uh, all kinds of amazing content out there about this guy's story. And I am so honored that we got to speak to the guy on this pl- uh, on this podcast. It's, um, it's a really great chat. Uh, he tells some great stories, including some of the amazing celebrities that he's met. Um, like Gene Simmons, like Priscilla Presley. It's freaking amazing. Um, we talk about a love of Rita Gilligan, the original one of the original Hard Rock Cafe servers, waitresses that opened the cafe uh, back 50 years ago. Um, there, there's just some really, really cool st- stuff in this episode. So um, definitely tell your friends about it. And I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I absolutely enjoyed recording it and uh we'll definitely get scott back on the show at another point but um for now enjoy this story uh scott's a great guy he's i can't say enough good things about him this is uh one for the ages and uh sit back relax and enjoy my happy days with scott northup the hard rock anthropologist that's a mouthful isn't it i'm not even going to edit that out Heck it. Enjoy this episode with Scott Northup, the hard rock anthropologist on Happy Days Podcast. Ch-ch-cha. As the rock would say, finally. Finally. It works. <laughs> oh, this is glorious, man. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, my God. Hey, no problem, man. And it's thank awesome. Thank you for your patience. Oh, my Lord. Oh, yeah, I got nowhere to be. Neither have I. So, this is as perfect a time as any, my friend. Um, yeah, for sure. G'day from the land down under. Yeah, hello from good morning from Detroit. Detroit Rock City. Hell yeah. Ah, uh, I've just been. Binge watching uh, some old Kiss footage um, from 1977, just uh, about an hour ago, man. So, oh right, um, the glory, the, the glory years. Oh, the greatest, the greatest time. When right? when when Kiss was when Kiss was Kiss. Yeah, man, I was watching a bunch of uh, old uh, news footage from Australia too, from 1980 when they first came to Australia. It was really oh, cool. Oh, the, the Dynasty tour. I think so, yeah. But the footage showed um, Peter Chris. It looked like Peter Chris on the stage. So I don't know. Well, that would still be that. That would be Dynasty. Yeah. Okay. Cool. There you go. Yeah. So, it was all. It was. It was still all more original for Dynasty. Right on, man. That's when. Okay. That's when Gene had the. That's when Gene had the big red cape, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah. That's that's the Dynasty tour. Right. Gotcha, man. Because that the the news footage was. Um, from their first night in Adelaide and the concert almost got called off because there was, you know, obscene winds and like mm. they had, to, they had to pull down half their show. Uh, right. They couldn't use all the pyro and stuff. So yeah, long story short, you know, it was um, uh, a windy opening to a extravagant rock show. So yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> oh, That's cool. Man. But anyway, Scott, man, this is, this is a, a long overdue treat. I have waited, and you have waited a long time to do this. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't get it working the first time, so I'm glad I we're know, getting right? it done. Yeah, but tonight I'm feeling I'm feeling lucky. It's it's um, it's a Christmas miracle. 
Yeah, it it really is actually, isn't it? It's a Christmas miracle. That's, that's the best way to put it. But man, Scott, like seriously, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, yeah. to be My honest, pleasure, man. man. Like, I'm happy to um, talk to you, man. Uh, uh, I swear to God, your your introduction for this episode is going to be nothing short of stellar. But um, I have to give props to you, man. Like, you know, I've met some. You know, I've come across some interesting people in my life, but you are hands down one of the most fascinating individuals that I've met. Um, oh, you know, you're giving like, me too much credit. Oh, man. Look, I mean, look, seriously, a guy like you that's, you know, never works for the Hard Rock Cafe, but has the passion that you have to go out and do the things you've done and continue to do is just it's it, it's like legendary rock star status man seriously it, it, I, I think it's I, a calling because because i don't know i just there's just something about it that hit me when i was 16 yeah and to, and to me i mean we talked about this before they're yeah. like museums they're like museums to me they're not yeah they're not restaurants or or it's just a it's like a cafeteria inside of a museum is the way I look at it, right? In a bar. Yeah. And yeah. it's important to me. And I always wanted to work for, for corporate. So when I visit a cafe, it's more than just me. It I have to meet the staff because they're working at a place that I always dreamed of working at. Yeah. So I have so much appreciation for people who work at the cafes and the hotels. And, and I want to come across as someone who appreciates what they do mm -hmm. because they're, they're working at a place that I always wanted to work at. Yeah. And, and, and that's for me, that's what it's about. So I never wanted to be about me. I, I'm, I'm just trying to like give back love for a place that has been important for, for me. Yeah. So you, and you, you know, honestly, all credit to you, man, you've given it back in spades. Like, the fact that you've turned your house, you know, like uh, property into your own hard rock cafe, like that's, I mean, where, where, where did the idea, where, where did that idea first come to fruition? Well, in America, we have what we call man caves. I don't know if they yeah. have like in Australia, right? So someone would like, like someone would like decorate their basement, like in a, in a sports theme, yeah, like a football team or, or a yeah. hockey team, whatever. Yeah, but my passion is music. So I've been collecting memorabilia since I was like ten years old. Wow! So you know, I was, like I said, since I never worked at a Hard Rock, I go, you know, one day if I ever get a house, you know, I'm just gonna do a man cave in in my basement. But it's grown. It's it's expanded. It's because I got so much stuff. Now it's the whole house. That's incredible. And uh, and uh, but I'm done. No more. I'm done. I don't have any more room for anything <laughs> unless something, uh, unless something extraordinary comes across my path, I'll, I'll get it. But I'm, I'm pretty much done looking for things because yeah. I don't need more than I have. I'm not mm -hmm. that type of person. So, I mean, you, you've, I've seen like video and, and photos of some of the stuff you have and it's, um, it's nothing to sneeze at. It's, it's incredible, man. Like it's, um, I, I think even any rock connoisseur would be most impressed with what you have in your collection. 
Um, uh, do, do you like what was your your first piece of memorabilia that you collected? The first piece was a forty-five, a Pink Floyd, and I got it on the wall in the, in the cafe. It was a school fair, and they had like a little. It's kind of like um, musical chairs, but we walked around. We walked around in a circle, and when the music stopped, whatever number you landed on was your prize. So my prize was a, a Pink Floyd forty-five of another brick in the wall, and that Damn. was that was that, and that was my first piece of memorabilia. So I have that forty-five framed on on the wall because that's what started it all. But um. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what big piece was my first piece. It probably was something, probably something David Bowie, since he's my my idol and my hero. But yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember what would be the first piece I got. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, yeah. It's um, I've been very lucky. I mean, not only do I have memorabilia, I have actual like pieces of cafes. Yeah, that's super cool, so, man. And and so people, you know, they'll contact me when a cafe sadly closes, and yeah, they'll say, "Hey, you want a piece?" Because they're just gonna throw out any non-memorabilia stuff. Yeah, gotcha. So I kind of I kind of salvage like pieces of cafes that we've lost just to keep the memory alive. So that's huge. So it's man. a little that's bit huge. of a little bit of bit of both. I think it's incredible that people like you have sort of hung on to that passion and love of, of this incredible, you know, franchise, um, which is really more than just a franchise. I mean, just the way listening to you talk about, and we haven't even begun to talk about it, but just the little right. pieces that you've given the little nuggets, it's, you can feel it, man. It's, I, I get it. I a hundred percent get it. And, uh, but see, I don't get it. Cause see, I don't, I, I'm very. I, I try to be as humble as possible. Sure. Because sure. to me, I don't. I don't think I deserve the attention that I've gotten. Because oh, to me, to me, I haven't done anything like special. I just decorated a house a certain way, but for some reason, it clicked with people around the world, and 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 I'm still. I'm still trying to understand how i got here because i'm it's, oh man look i'm telling you now bro it's like a real kevin costner field of dreams moment you, you know if you build it they will come and they've come from mm-hmm. all over the world brother you know that's the, yeah i mean i've I had know. people from japan at my house that's amazing so like you've that's had crazy. japan you've had you, um, i believe you mentioned australia too right yeah i have um some people from japan came australia England, um, Belgium, wow. Germany, Germany, Switzerland. Um, try and think of another one. Those are the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. My first, my first international visitors were from Belgium and, and yeah. they were here. They were here. Well, they came for, to see the Detroit cafe. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Facebook was kind of still new at the time. Gotcha. So they saw it in like the beginning stages. My wow. friends from Belgium. Yeah. And um, yeah. So you know, it's kind of it's kind of slowed down a little bit since Detroit doesn't have a uh, a real cafe anymore. 
Yeah, that really so it's sucks. Kind of, it's kind of slowed down, but um, yeah, I still have like I'll I'll have um next year I'll have someone from uh from England come over and visit. So you know we're 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 still doing it, but it's it's slowed down a lot since yeah since Detroit closed. So yeah, and what what was that Detroit um Hard Rock Cafe like? It was small. Um, it wasn't a standalone cafe. It was inside of a, like a corporate building on the street level. Um, memorabilia wise, it was okay. Um, they never changed it out like they're like, they're supposed to, but, um, but, um, but it was good. I mean, we were always busy. Um, it was always full. Um, I always had a great time there. And, um, yeah, I miss it. I miss yeah. it. And that's the important yeah. thing, man, you know, that you always had a good time. Um, was there, you know, I'm sure, you know, I know that there's lots of other celebrated rock artists, but, I mean, obviously, you know, Kiss comes to mind for Detroit Rock City, but was there a, a fit, substantial amount of Kiss memorabilia in that cafe? No, they only had, um, well, they had a big stained glass window. Yeah. That rep that represented music from Detroit, like they had Stevie Wonder, Alice Cooper on the stained glass. Yeah, um, Kid Rock, Ted Nugent, but they had they had Kiss up there because, you know, Detroit was like a second home to them. Yeah, um, memorabilia wise, the only thing they had Kiss was Gene's shin guards from the Animalize tour. Wow, they had That's that. Great. They had that. And they had like a love gun, like picture disc uh-huh. album. But the only thing, yeah, they only had, they didn't have too much Kiss, but they had Gene's, Gene's shin guards from the, from the Animalized tour. Wow. So tell, t- tell me, Scott, about your obsession with David Bowie, man, because, um, you, you know, you're a passionate fan of him as well. So I'd love to Bowie hear about it. Yeah, always my one, and uh, Prince is my like my one A. Um, again, here we go. We're going. It seems like everything started when I was ten, like my first piece of memorabilia. Yeah, um, I got I got my first uh, cassette tapes for Christmas when I was ten. Um, so my favorite song ever is Ashes to Ashes, I and that, that and song. that came out they came out when I was ten years old. And I I didn't know too much about him at ten years old, right? But I saw that video, yeah, for Ashes to Ashes, and I was just like blown away. Yeah, and like was- what is this? I thought it was absolutely beautiful, visually. So striking. I just started, yeah, and and I just started listening to him more and more, um, and yeah, it just grew. It just grew from that from that video. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible, man. Um, yeah, and then I, then you know, I was kind of too young, you know, when Ziggy was was around. Yeah, you know, that was like I was like one, two years old, so I didn't know anything about Ziggy really. So when I started listening to him more and doing more, like, research on him, then I discovered Ziggy and the Thin White Duke and and all that. So it just it just grew from there. Yeah, and you and you've seen him live as well, which is you know, uh, that's yeah, incredible as well, man. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You put up some uh, photos recently from the Tin Machine shows. Is that correct? 
Yeah, I, well, they only toured once. Right. So I saw I saw the show here in Detroit. Yeah, I seen. I think I've seen Bowie. Man, how many times? Maybe thirteen times. Wow. I think. I love the so, way you casually say that. I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> I go. I go to a lot of shows. Yeah, that's time. awesome. That's awesome. And I was actually, you know, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but nice. I actually was. I'm on. I'm on a a performance with him. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when the internet was brand new, he had his own. I was getting my internet through Bowie. Yeah. It was called Bowie Net. Are you kidding? Me? And and VH1, the music channel VH1, had that series called Storytellers. Oh wow! And Bowie did a Storytellers taping. Yeah. So he was giving out fifty tickets to the people who were on Bowie Net, the members. Wow. And worldwide. And you had to pay for your own airfare, your own hotel. You were just given a ticket to the taping. And uh, I was the second name picked. So I went cool to New York. That? Yeah. Uh, so I had to go to New York City. And uh, yeah, so if you watch the Bowie storytellers, you see me sitting behind the drummer. You see my mm -hmm. head. So I can actually say I shared the stage with David Bowie. That is super cool. Not many people yeah. can say that. That's but it was like six of us that got to sit up on the stage. But and, um, uh, what was that experience like? Was it you know? Was it you know? What? It was cool, but at the time I was mad. Well, right. first I got to meet him before the show because we were there's like a small there's like maybe like four of us that were just like standing outside of the studio. And he was dropped off right mm -hmm. at the front door. Yeah. So I got an I got an autograph. I talked to him for about two or three minutes. He asked That's me where cool. I was from. You know, told him Detroit. Yeah. But you know, I was like first or second in line, and I they put us on stage. I'm like, I don't I don't mind look at his ass the whole night. <laughs> you know, I was ex I was expecting to be like in the front row. Yeah. Like yeah. in front of him, you know. So. If you watch the taping, I don't look very happy because right. I wasn't at the time. I wasn't happy because it's like right. I don't want to. I don't want to look at his ass the whole night. <laughs> you know, I I, I want to watch him sing. Yeah, you want to see the the emotion. You want to see. The yeah, whole, but the looking deal. back, but looking back twenty years later. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 proud to say that you know I shared the stage with David Bowie, and he's asked. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> that's gold, uh, man. That's absolutely yeah, gold. right. Yeah, but um, but no, I, I'm, I'm I was very lucky and and yeah. um, you know, I was very grateful to win and 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 go out there. So that's amazing, man. And like, so you you know, you mentioned that you've done a lot of rock concerts and stuff, like, uh, and you and you mentioned Prince as well. Like, we have to talk about Prince. I'm I well, he I'm was the greatest. About, I, I'm a bit of a late convert to the the whole thing in recent years, so um, hit me with it, man, please. Yeah, well, he he for me, he was the greatest live performer we've ever had. Um, yeah, it it was he was the embodiment of music. If you looked up the word music in the dictionary, there'd be a picture of Prince. Yeah, it, it he was absolutely phenomenal live. Yeah. And and yeah. you know in the studio of course too, but um, of course, yeah. 
a, a live show with Prince was something, it was magical. It was, mm. it didn't matter if you were black, white, whatever. It, mm-hmm. it was, a, it was a party. It was music. It, it was absolutely amazing to see him perform live. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like a religious experience of some sort, right? It was like, like going a, to like, church. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but in a music way. Uh, yeah, I've seen some footage of him, and it's just wild. What the things he does on stage—it's just incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. He was absolutely a genius, and you know, two two thousand sixteen was not a good year for me because no. you know Bowie died. Bowie died in January. Yeah, and, and Prince and Prince died in April. Yeah, it's, like, it's a rough one, man. You gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you know, we can be forever grateful for the catalog of music that they've left us. And oh, god, yeah. You know, just like I mean, yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah, and some you know, of it's still coming out. Some of it's still coming I know. out. That's that's what blows my. It's just all you know, the vaults, man. It's I love it. Well, love Prince it. had a legendary vault. At, at yeah. Paisley, yeah, there's there, there's been... stuff in there. He can they can release a Prince album. There's so much stuff in that vault. They said that they can release one album for the next twenty years. And I reckon we'd be very happy with that. <laughs> yeah, so for sure. Fine. Have you been to Paisley Park? I have. Yeah, it's Man. it's incredible. The same people who run Graceland, yeah, run Paisley Park. Wow. And um, well, before. When I went, you weren't allowed to take photos. Right. But I've seen recently that they've kind of like, like let up on that rule. Mm-hmm. So you can take pictures in certain parts. But when I went, it was like the first or second year that it was open for tours. And wow. you had to leave, you had to leave your phone. They gave you like a, a security pouch when you checked in at the front desk. And you had to put your you had to put your phone inside this secured little pouch. They wouldn't wow. let you uh, they wouldn't let you take pictures. But um, it's emotional for anyone wow. who is a Prince fan just to see, yeah, you know his guitars and and yeah. the studios and and because um, I've seen Paisley with interviews and videos and so for yeah. me to walk through there was. It was pretty emotional. Yeah, I I haven't watched the video of the tours through that place, but I've read the memoir. Uh, you know the 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 memoir that he um sort of half wrote, and then yeah, you know, sadly passed away. But uh, which is phenomenal. And I listen on and off to the um, official podcast from which is uh, usually recorded from Paisley Park, I believe. But mm-hmm. um. Yeah, like just getting that that feeling and the vibe of what that place, you know, the magic that he brought to that place. Yeah, was, it was know, like incredible. it was like it was like walking through Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Wow, that's the yeah. best way I can. That's the best way I can put it. That's that's kind of the picture I've got in my head of it. You know, from reading all the the memoir and listening to the podcast, that's the image I've got in my head as well. Somewhat reminiscent of that. Yeah, it was like yeah. it was. I was. I felt like I was Charlie walking through the chocolate factory. That's so cool. So, do yeah. you have 
in your collection, do you have some Prince memorabilia as well? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I got a guitar, but it's not. It was a prototype. It, I don't think he actually even touched it or played it. Right. But I got the White Cloud guitar. Oh, man. And um, my Prince my Prince Purple Rain jacket. Awesome. But um, I do have a guitar pick that I got from him at a show that's, in Detroit. That's incredible. So, but, um, yeah. Yeah, it was – I didn't think I was going to get that close to him, but – they didn't put a barricade up, so my knees were like touching the side of the stage. Wow! And um, <laughs> he tried to get he tried to get my girlfriend at the time on stage to dance with him, and she was too shy to go up. Wow! And, um, so he just he just like flipped his guitar pick at me. So so I got one of his guitar picks. It's got the symbol on it. Oh man! But that, um, that yeah, and I got incredible. to meet the Revolution a few years back. That was really cool. Because for me, the Revolution was an incredible band, yeah, and that was that's, that's when Prince was Prince. Yeah, when when he had the Revolution. So to meet Wendy and Lisa, mm-hmm. and um and and the guys, that was that was pretty cool. I mean, that that's the th- fascinating thing about Prince. He always surrounded himself with some of the most phenomenal musicians. Oh, absolutely. And 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 you'd think, what a hell lineup! And then and then he just like casually just pick up a bass or jump on the drum kit and just take him to school you know like yep. <laughs> just ridiculous yep. and when right he, and when he, and when he got bored they, he let him go yeah and he moved right? on he moved on to the next phase of his phase of his musical journey that's incredible man that's, but uh, that's yeah prince was be, man. what a time to be alive man so we've got bowie we've got prince um so like from I guess from, you know, from collecting a, a Pink Floyd 45 and on, um, what what sort of, you know, what sort of kept you going on this journey of collecting memorabilia and then, you know, before leading into the building of your own cafe? Um, well, I always wanted to have like one piece of a band or an artist that I liked. Right. One piece per per band or, or artist. But, um, but yeah, like I said, I don't have any more room. So yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty much, unless I move and get a bigger house, I'm, I'm set. I'm, yeah. I think, I think my, my search for more is, is done. Is done. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. And, and like w- with your, within your collection, are there, are there pieces that take you to a special place in your heart that you just was you you just knew you had to have that particular piece of memorabilia and you would go to the end of the earth and back to get that piece of memorabilia um you know well i, I do have a you know a limit financially so sure. i can't i can't say i would go to any extremes to get stuff but um yeah a buddy of mine one of my favorite pieces is uh I just got it a couple of years back. Um, Charlie Watts is my favorite drummer. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine was personal friends with him. Wow. And wow. and he sent me a an autographed Rolling Stones album from Charlie. So that's you know, that's one of my favorite pieces. Um maybe my Hen- my Hendrix Shaw 
I mean, not many people can say they got a piece of Hendrix memorabilia. Man, I, man, I love, but, um, I love any piece of Hendrix memorabilia. Yeah, that, so I mean that that one that one wasn't cheap, but it was right. well worth it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it just depends on what it is. I mean, yeah. and there's an auction there's an auction site that I go to on all the time, but yeah, re- recently the prices have been like crazy. It, it's been like obscene the prices yeah. that are asking for this stuff but um but yeah i mean i got a i got a there's there's i got a hard rock sweatshirt from 1986 it says it's a christmas hey christmas a christmas (laughs) a christmas london hard rock sweatshirt wow and it's and it's signed by princess diana oh my lord no no why why is she would sign it must have been for charity yeah, or something, because I got it at an auction. Right, but I mean, it just says Diana on on the on the shoulder part, and um, you know, I I really had to have that one because it's an old vintage, you know, hard rock sweatshirt from mm. 80, 1986. Mm-hmm. So those are rare to rare, mm-hmm. but then to have Princess Diana's signature on it, that's just something crazy. You know. Yeah, you don't hear about that very often at all. Actually, I've, no. I've never, I've never heard about anyone getting her autograph. So, um, yeah, like I said, why, why she signed it, I, I, I don't know. I, I would just assume it would, it was like for charity or yeah, either that or, or uh, right place, right time. Right place, right time. Yeah. So. Usually that's how it works. Um, man, that's incredible. And like, you know, in in creating your own cafe within your home, like I, I don't know. I I've heard of man caves. I've seen some interesting man caves, but yours, yours is at a level that no one can boast, man. Like that's I don't know. It's near untouchable for my liking. I think it's incredible. Well, thank and, you. Yeah. Um. Like, have you, you, you know, what what was the thought process for you in building that? Like, what what was the the divine inspiration? Um. Well, I always wanted a bar to mm-hmm. to host for my friends and family. Yeah. So at the time, I was a pin collector. I collected pins for like twenty years. Oh, so wow. I just thought, you know, I'm going to frame my pins and you know yep. frame them and, and put them on the wall. But when I bought my house, I didn't have the extra income to buy a $15 pin anymore. Plus after 20 years, I was getting burnt out. So I go, instead, I'll I'll just put my memorabilia up. And um, I'm very detailed oriented. Yeah. Like I got, I got all my TVs are hooked up together. So when I host, when I, when I host up, when I host a party, I got tapes of video, I got tapes of videos and I'll just put my tape in and, and the videos will be playing on all my TVs. Just like you would at a real hard rock, you know, you know, I got, I got, I got, you know, the menus on my tables. Um, My laundry room is a rock shop. I actually have a rock shop in my house. What? Yeah. 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 Cause you got the laundry room is a big laundry room and uh, it's just me. So there's a bathroom downstairs. So when you go to the bathroom, you got to walk, past the laundry room 
I said, well, that's the perfect place for a rock shop, <laughs> you know? So I, I built, I built a counter. I got a cash register. Yeah. Um, I got the hard rock, uh, the rock shop sign, the neon sign from Detroit when they close. So that's all lit up. I got an old rewards kiosk. It's like a shape of a guitar oh, no. and, and, it, and it lights up neon. I got that. From, awesome. I got that from Detroit. So yep. the running joke, the, so the running joke on Facebook is when, when a rewards member comes to visit the house, mm-hmm. we'll take a picture of them standing by the rewards kiosk and they get their, their half swipe credit. Cause you know, of course I'm, I'm not, because <laughs> yeah. I'm not an official, cause I'm not an official hard rock. So you don't get yeah. an official swipe. So the joke is Scott's hard rock is a half a swipe. <laughs> That's so, mint, man. That's so that, mint. you know, there's something to, to laugh about, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, you've gotten a lot of love from a lot of the hard rock cafes around the world. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, which is phenomenal. I'm just baffled with, hard rock corporate you know like what's what's the story there like they know who i am um i don't know too i think they still know who i am they knew more about me when they were still in orlando yeah um some of the people that i knew at corporate didn't make the move from orlando to hollywood florida um so there still might be a couple people at corporate that knows who I am. Um, I'm friends with head of the memorabilia department. Um, he, he, you know, him and I are friends. We just talked the other day. Um, but you know, that's, you know, my, my ultimate dream job would be a trainer. Would to be a, to be a, to be a corporate trainer. You know, I'm, I'm single. I don't have a wife or kids to be home for. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when they open up, like my friend KT, she was just in Kathmandu for like three months. Gotcha. Op- opening up the cafe in, in Kathmandu. She has, and I've told her this several times, you have my, my dream job. Not only are you traveling the world and getting paid for it, but you're also helping opening up a cafe. You're, you're, you're teaching these people the life of hard rock, mm. um, the history of music. Yeah. You're physically helping set up the cafe, right? Yeah. And and they're and and they're te- they're they're teaching you their customs and their lifestyle, and and their way of life in their country. To me, that's the ultimate gig, for me. It is pretty sweet, man. Like and um, and, I, and I've been yeah. I've been asked I, I've been asked so many times, why hasn't corporate reached out to you? And I said, you'll have to ask them. I, I, I don't I don't know the reason why. Yeah. But um but you would think, you know, they know the path. I'm giving yeah. them free publicity, free advertisement. Oh, you yeah. would think some you would think someone from corporate would reach out and say, Hey, we have a spot for you if you're interested. I would jump yeah. on it in a second. Hell yeah. Yeah. But you know, man, at the end of the day, you've got you got something that no no hard rock cafe fan could ever ever boast, and that's your own cafe. Well, there's a couple people, there's a couple people out there that have done similar things. There's a sure. there's a guy there's a guy in Berlin who's famous over there for his house, right? And and I've been there when I went to Berlin 
Um, he had a party for everybody. And, and his house is amazing. But he's got so much stuff. It's kind of like a hoarder's house. Oh, wow. He's got so much memorabilia. It's like, it's like so much where you, you can't step back and like see what he has because he has. He... Yeah. But, um, but his house is amazing. And um, there's another guy in Germany that has done his, his basement. But, um, but that, he doesn't have memorabilia. It's more about his adventures and his visits at cafes and, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not it's not it's not set up like a like a like a cafe. It's more of a a collection of his travels and his his visits. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, I'm sure there's other people who've who've done so, similar things. Yeah. So with the, the you know from my time at the Hard Rock um man, you know, I always love talking to people that have been to more than one or two or 20 hard rock cafes and I would, I would always ask him how many have you been to and i remember i met one guy i think from south africa who'd been to about 180 cafes all over the world mm, um, i wonder if it have been south africa yeah i'm pretty sure it's from south africa no no he's either from south africa or germany i'm, I'm gonna say the germany. germans the german fans are crazy Okay, so they're I'm gonna go they're with they're 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 out there, man. But yeah, in yeah. a good way. I've yeah. um there's three of them now from Germany that mm-hmm. that are over four hundred. Wow. And um, well, you know, that's one thing about America. We don't get much holiday mm. over here. In in Germany, they get like eight weeks for for holiday. That's so insane. every time you're logging on Facebook, they're in another country in another cafe somewhere. It's like wow. when do you when do you work? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but um yeah. yeah, so there's a few there's maybe like five of them now that are over four hundred. Now see back in the day, back when it when I was, you know, when Hard Rock was still young, mm. there was only maybe like twenty, thirty cafes. So when someone hit a hundred cafes, mm-hmm. that was like that was like huge news that someone hit a hundred cafes because one yeah. we didn't even know there was a hundred cafes in the world you know mm. but um That's right. yeah there's yeah the, the the europeans especially the german fans um they're they're top of the list when it comes yeah. to visits so i just hit 129 that's amazing um last month in at in um los angeles i i really so, loved your your rock and roll journey, man. That was that was like legendary, dude. The places you went to and the photos, it was nothing short of special. Thank you. Yeah, well, I'm all caught up now with the American cafes, except for Honolulu. So right. next year, hopefully, you know, travel's more accessible. So next year, we're getting back to the international That's cafes. Because to me, to me, the international cafes... Are, are hands down better than the American cafes. The cafes in America, it depends on which ones you go to. To I them, love the Universal you, Boardwalk. Yeah, in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. I was surprised that one was gone. Yeah, it's. I don't understand why they closed it. 
But yeah. um, that was a nice one. But the mm. attitude is different here in America at the American cafes. Um, yeah. The staff, the staff isn't as passionate. Um, to me, to them, it's just like just a, a regular restaurant anywhere. Yeah. But when I go to the when I go to the foreign cafes, especially the ones in Asia, yeah, it's a it's a complete they're into lifestyle. Yeah, they are passionate. It's everything to them. Yeah. One because they have a job, yeah. yeah well, so they're right. they're they're grateful to have an, any job, mm. but so Hard Rock is like, it's like special, yeah. you know. So they they appreciate their job more. So I my enjoyment comes from the foreign cafes for me. Yeah. Um, like I said, there's a few American cafes like like Hollywood was really it was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, or Orlando. That's the biggest one in the world. That one's amazing. Yeah, I'm um, keen to hit that one. Yeah, but um, you know, you, you, we're seeing less and less cafes now. It's it's a completely new 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 ideas with with corporate. You know, they're they're going away from the cafes and and their their priorities now are hotels and casinos, and they'll. They'll put a cafe inside the hotels. So, you know, the standalone cafes are are a dying breed. Yeah, and, it's, um, it's unfortunate. You know, yeah, you know, you don't I, have um, that unique. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to agree with you on the Asian cafes because I, I, I was fortunate enough to visit the Fukuoka Cafe in Japan. Oh, nice. Uh, the, yeah, the OG. Um, and, man, just, you know, it was just such... I don't know, just the, the feel of the wood. I, I know it sounds stupid, but you'll appreciate this. The feel of the wood on the bar top, you know. So the, it was the original design with the brass yeah, yeah. And, and wood. That yeah. was, those are absolutely beautiful cafes. They are and, beautiful, gorgeous cafes. Yeah. And I haven't I been to Japan know. yet. Oh, you'd, you'd love it. The, I got to go. Yeah. The main cafe in Tokyo, Rapongi was uh, was really nice, man. It's a nice little cafe, but the, the, yeah, you're right. The staff are passionate. They've, they're they're grateful because they've got a job. But also, they just they get it, man. They drank the Kool Aid. Bali, know? Bali. I had a birthday party for me in Bali. Yes. And Bali, Bali was absolutely amazing. Um, they're bonkers, man. I love the cafes and the cafes in Thailand are are great. I mean, we lost we lost Bangkok this year. That was one of the most iconic cafes in the world. Oh man! So it was there for like twenty five years, twenty six years. Yeah, Bang- Bangkok <laughs> was amazing. The people you've there. Got, you've got to get to uh, Malaysia to the Penang Cafe. That's really yeah. That's really I haven't cool. been to Penang, Malaysia. Um, I did Jakarta. Yeah. And, um, that's Indonesia, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Was that I get, I get the uh, two of them. Flipped I, around. I always do too, man. <laughs> but yeah, I need uh, to get to Penang. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Jakarta, the, the, the cafe in Jakarta is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Right. But I didn't like, I didn't like the city of Jakarta. It was right. too, it was too many people. But the but the cafe in Jakarta is is beautiful. Yeah, I mean you, you gotta love that about like every cafe you go to. You just gotta love the uh, in 
I mean, it's like you say, it's a dying breed now, but there was a time, and I think there still is a little spark of that time where there is that little bit of individuality in every cafe, like the certain signature to every cafe. That yeah. Makes it unique, yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, that's, and that's the one thing with these casinos that they're opening up now. Right. Um, it's, it's a blueprint carbon copy of another cat of another casino. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, there's no, the casinos now are, are, are they all look the same. It's the same layout, the same carpet. It's, it's like you get deja vu. It's like, wait a minute, have I been here before? Because it yeah. looks exactly the same in Sacramento as it does in Gary, Indiana. It's like, it's like, there's no, there's no individuality anymore. Oh, that sucks, man. That really sucks. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so, hey, I'm happy to hear that, you know, Vegas just announced they're they're gonna they're gonna get a hotel on the strip and they're gonna put up hey, they're gonna they're gonna cool. build they're gonna build a guitar like the guitar in Hollywood, all lit up neon. It's gonna change the landscape of Vegas forever. That's oh, so I'm I'm excited about that one. Yeah. Because that one that one's gonna be I mean, I'm not a big Las Vegas fan. I'm not a, I'm not a gambler. Yeah. But um that one's that one's gonna be really cool yeah, to be yeah. in Vegas. So So Scott, tell me with the Hard Rock Cafe, um being such a passionate fan, do you have a go to Hard Rock Cafe meal that you uh you just absolutely have to have every time you visit? Um you know, I always get the twisted mac and cheese. Um yeah. or the salmon. But you know, they're the portions have gotten smaller. I've really? noticed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so yeah. Like when I was in Hollywood, you know, I ordered a twist of mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is this like the kid's size? Oh wow. They go, they go, no, it's it's I go, no, it looks small. Or uh, or when I was in Frisco, I got I got the salmon. Yeah. And usually usually, you know, it came on a board and you know yeah, all, of and um, no, it was like two inches long. It's like, is this the kids' portion, the kids' menu? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if they're changing. You know, I was never one to do the legendary burger. You know, from cafe to cafe. You know, the local. Yeah. The local, because I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a finicky eater to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, the twisted mac and cheese or the salmon, or you know, if I'm really feeling like a party I'll, I'll get the steak you know yeah gotcha man gotcha um have you tried to replicate any of those dishes in your own household no i don't cook <laughs> no <laughs> no no, no. Fair, fair, fair. That's, no that's but cool. i do have i do have a rolodex of index cards and there has to be about man i'm telling you there has to be about 200 index cards and they're official they're from hard rock of every single cocktail Wow. I don't know where I got it from, but it's like a roller deck. So when I'm at the bar, I just get that out. Yeah. And, and try to, and try to, you know, I, you know, I can't make a hurricane, but I don't know. Yeah. But That's I do cool, have man. a roller deck of the cocktail menu. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't cook. When I, when yeah. I have a party, I'll, 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 I'll get it catered. You know? Yeah. That's cool, man. That's, that's really But I'm cool. not having no more parties. I'm last, this year was my last year for parties. Yeah. And it was a good uh, one, right? else Huh? That was a good one. Didn't you have it was big. for everyone? It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had about maybe 200 people here. 
Wow. Yeah. That's well, so you know, cool. we were all, we were, a lot of us were supposed to go to London. You know, we thought yeah. we would be celebrating 50 years of hard rock in London. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that got put on hold because of COVID. Yeah. So I put it out there. I go, hey, if I have a party, would you guys come? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think my party was the, the first social event for a lot of people in like over a year. So I think that's why I had so many people because this, this was their first, you know, gathering with people in like a year and a half. So I had like people from New York come and Washington DC. Yeah. Yeah. So I had, I had Scott's hard rock 50, 50th anniversary party here. That's, um, that's legendary in itself, my friend. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know about legendary, but. Oh, I reckon it, it's it's up there, man. I mean, the fact that you do, it's, you know, you do it from the kindness of your own heart, from your passion. It's, um, I don't know, man. There's there's something to say about that, and it's um, it's pretty damn I appreciate awesome. It. Yeah, yeah, like when like when I had like you know the foreigners come and, and visit. Yeah. You know, you know, one they were coming to Detroit to get their official visit, but what I would do is I would take the, a day off of work if it was a weekday. Yeah, gotcha. And I would I would pick them up at the airport and check them into the hotel and and you know I would give them like a VIP tour of of Detroit, you know take them to the Motown Museum, you know take them to like a bunch of important places in Detroit, and then I would take them to the cafe for their visit, and then I would bring them back here to the house for you know photos here at the house, but uh, I miss I miss doing that. You yeah, know, since, since Detroit since Detroit closed, you know, I don't yeah. I don't do that much anymore. But um oh. I'll I'll do it next year. I got I got a, a friend of mine from from England yeah. that's coming in to do like Chicago and uh you know the casinos. So he's gonna make a detour and uh come check out the house. But that's um cool, yeah, I, I miss doing it. I was kinda like a like an ambassador. Yeah, and I definitely. just you know I love doing it and you know, I didn't get paid for it. I don't, I didn't want to get paid for it. I, I wanted to do it. It's, you passion. know, it's, it's passion. passion man. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to be one of those people to come visit you in the next you year. You got to come, so man. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. It. Sure. It's high on my bucket list, my friend. Um, any, any sort of, um, you know, before we wrap up, man, like is there, is there a special part of the house of your cafe in, in your heart that, you know, it's, it's close to your heart that, uh, I don't know, every time you, you look upon that particular area, you, it just brings the biggest smile or the biggest warmth to your soul. I think it's the actual bar itself. Yeah. Um, when I bought the house, the bar, the bar was already here. Gotcha. But, um, I had to do a lot of like reconstruction on it mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, so it's, it's for for a for a bar in a house. It's it's not your typical bar. It's all cherry cherry mahogany. Wow. So it's, that's rare upon itself. But the yeah. centerpiece of the bar, I have an actual piece of the London Cafe. Damn. So so when I turn on the light at the bar, I see it's like a uh, a metal sign that they were going to throw away. And. Really? Um, yeah, so my first international trip was London. All my favorite music is from from Britain, 
Yeah. You know, so my, you know, plus I wanted to see London Cafe. Mm. So Facebook was really new at the time. And I knew a couple guys from Facebook and um, they met me at the cafe. So they introduced me to the manager and, you know, no, nobody really knew who I was. Yeah. And uh, so the manager goes, oh, you're the American that we heard about. And um, that was re- it was really new. I, I just started the house. They go, we have something for you if you want it. Yeah. So they went to the office and came out with this metal sign. And it says Hard Rock, Old Park Lane, London. Damn. Because they got a newer, they got a newer one to put yeah. at the entrance of, they have a newer one that's at the entrance of the door. Yeah. So they go, you think you can get this on the plane? I said, hell yeah, I can get that on the plane. I mean, it's not <laughs> very heavy. It's like, it's, it's just a piece of sheet metal. It's not very heavy. But, um, yeah. so that's, you know, when people ask me what's my favorite piece, I think that is because, you know, yeah. it's, it's the original. Man, I got goosebumps when I went to the OG Cafe in London and just st- – I literally stood at that bar for about five minutes just staring at Eric Clapton's guitar. And not just it's because pretty- it was Eric Clapton's guitar. It was the story behind it, man. Yeah. 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 It took Absolutely. me places, man. Yeah. And, and- sit, I, sat, I sat at a table that, you know, when, when Paul McCartney debuted Wings, you know, yeah. they played at the Hard Rock. So I was like, I'm, I'm sitting in the area where, where Paul McCartney and Wings played. It's like, how amazing is this? You yeah. know? Right? Yeah. That's, that's so cool, man. Like, this, It's so cool. Uh, there's just, uh, man, there's just a billion we stories. Can go, we can go on forever, can't we? We can, man. We can. I yeah. Mean, like, sure. I mean, there's, yeah, I, I feel like there's a to be continued on this one for sure. Um. I mean, do, do you have like, um, I don't know, do you, do you have any sort of um, awesome rock and roll moments in your life um, besides Bowie and Prince that, um, you know, just really uh, sort of, man. you know, sealed the deal for you on how much you love rock and roll? Um, maybe when I sang with Kiss. Excuse me? No, no, now you're going to make me feel like I'm bragging here. No, I, no, I no, no. Like, like, I I sang Gene, the the character of the demon is another yes. one of my musical heroes. Not Gene the person, mm. but the character of the demon. I was like yeah. six, like when I discovered wow. Kiss. Right? Yeah. We came out with these Kiss trading cards, and and I I got a pack of Kiss trading cards. I was like I was like in kindergarten. Yeah. I was right. Like who who are these guys? No, and, and and for me, the character of the demon has always been special to me. Yeah. So I had a chance for a meet and greet. They did a tour with Motley Crue. It's probably about 10 years ago. And um, so they did an acoustic set in the afternoon. And there's about maybe like 60 of us. And people were stupid. I, I get so embarrassed when I'm with a group of people. Yeah. Like I, the whole the, the whole premise was was for you to ask them to play songs that you wouldn't hear during the show. Yeah. So people are yelling out like Detroit Rock City. And, oh, and, 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 Paul, and Paul goes, yeah, we're going to play that tonight. Like you stupid ass, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm like I'm like two feet away from from yeah. Gene. Yeah. 
And um, so there's a song off Dress to Kill called She. Yes. So so I got a video of, of, you know, just me panning the guys playing. So you don't actually see me, but you can hear my voice. And I go, she, play she. <laughs> so you can hear Gene. He goes, he goes, do you know the words? And I said, yeah. So I turned the video. I did it off my phone. I turned yeah. it back on to Gene. Gene gets up from his chair, turns his microphone around. And he goes, okay, you're on. So no I have way. I have a video I have a video from my phone of Gene Simmons watching me sing one of his songs. That is cool. Yeah, that yeah. For me, that was I still it still feels like a dream. Like ten years Man, later, I'm just I'm tripping. I'm tripping bulls just hearing that story. That I've been very, awesome. very lucky. I've been very, very lucky um, yeah, meeting, meeting people. I mean, um, Morris Day from the time. Remember the time from Purple yes. Rain? Yes. Morris, Morris made me a turkey sandwich. No at a, way. Because at a, at a, he says, oh, I can't say the word, but because sure. he said I was too, too MF skinny. So he, so he. <laughs> So he made me a turkey sandwich. Um, yeah. I mean, I kissed Pat Benatar on the cheek. Um, oh, wow. I mean, I've been very, very lucky. Of, I mean, I met Marilyn Manson. Yeah, that's amazing. Manson, Manson was incredible. Yeah. I mean, right. I, know he's going, I know he's going through some, some deep, deep, deep serious legal problems now. But, sure. but when I met him, yeah, he was he was not what you expect him to be like. I expected him to be arrogant, assholeish, you know, mm-hmm. you know, high above you, you know, you're beneath him type of attitude. Yeah, completely different. He was the most generous, and he says, "Thank you for being here. Is there anything I can get you? I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for everything that you've given me." It was like. Wow. It was crazy how real he was. I can't think of a word, but yeah. But um but yeah, I mean I met a Beatle. I met, I met Pete Best, you know, the you drummer before. Pete we, Best? Uh yeah, I met Pete Best. Me and my cousins got to me and my cousins got to meet him. Um, I, so I can I, actually that was one of my sorry, I was just sorry to interrupt you. I, no, no, no. I recall like that was one of my favorite pieces of Beatles memorabilia at the cafe when I worked there that, um, you know, I loved staring at every day was a, a photo of the original Beatles uh, with Stuart Sutcliffe in there as well. And Pete Best on the drums. And I is that, and is, is that, was that the photo where they're standing by their car? No, no, this was a, this was a black and white um, stage photo, yeah. uh, like a, oh, a studio cool. shot. Yeah, it was really cool. They were in the suits, and I, I'm pretty sure they were in the suits or the leather jackets, but um, Pete Best behind the drum kit and his yeah. signature. Uh, yeah. He signed the photo with his signature on the, on the uh, kick drum. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't, cool. he, didn't say, he didn't say much. He was kind of a quiet guy, but gotcha. you know, I can actually say I met a Beatle. You know, yeah, I mean, but I met, I, I met, I met, I met Julian Lennon and I I hung out with Sean Lennon a couple of times. So, you know, that? that's my, 
you know, that's my the closest I ever get to John. So yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Do you, do you have a uh, you know, you're a man that's uh, taking care of business. Do you have a, a love for Elvis as well? I do. I just met. Actually, that's funny you said that. I know. I, did, I know because I, I wanted you to mention this. I just. She was so tiny, Jesse. Yeah, she. Man. So she was in Chicago. I don't know why she was at a horror movie convention. She's never been in this. I think she was in a Tales of the Crypt episode, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was so. it was a horror, a horror. I got to make sure I say the word right. Horror oh, yeah, movie yeah. convention. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is Priscilla Presley doing at a horror movie convention? Normally, yeah. you'll see at a convention, they try to bring like, like a heavy metal guy. It yeah. kind of goes together, right? Like yeah. D. Snyder from Twisted Sister, yeah, or 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 a couple guys from Anthrax, yeah. You know, people like that. You know, it's like, what the hell is Priscilla Presley doing here? So I went to Chicago because it's like I gotta meet Priscilla. I mean, she was beautiful, but she's gotten yeah. so much plastic surgery now. It kind of yeah. looked like she had a, a Halloween mask on. It was. Wow. It was, I mean, she's 78 years old, you know, yeah, but, um, she, but she was so tiny. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm only five, five and I, mm. I was taller than she was, that's, but she was so incredible. like, like her, her frame was like so tiny. So I go, I go, I don't want to get an Elvis picture sign. That'd be kind of weird, mm. you know, just to have a picture with her and Elvis and then have her sign it. So yeah. I just got I just got a classic T-shirt from Memphis. So I I brought a, a hard rock classic T-shirt with me from Memphis, and she goes, "Oh, when were you there?" I go, "I've been to Memphis a few times." Yeah, and she goes, "Oh, very nice, very nice." So she just signed a hard rock shirt from Memphis, you know, Priscilla Presley. How cool is that, man? Like. But, uh, yeah, you, you've been you've been very lucky, man. I mean, but, yeah, I mean, I've, been, I've been lucky, man. To meet Priscilla Presley at a horror convention—that's um, that's one for the ages, man. That's and, that's and it's insane. and it's it's really cool because one person that I've I still haven't met yet is Rita. That yeah. that is my goal Ultimate. in life. But now that she's retired, it's yeah. gonna be very very hard. Yeah. Um, but we're friends on Facebook, so she knows who I am. Mm. So she responded to the pictures that I posted on Facebook. That's cool. With me and with me and Priscilla. So to have that impact on Rita was was special for me. That is special. So, yeah. But yeah, that's that's been my goal for twenty years is to was is to meet Rita. Everyone I've known. Everyone I know in the hard rock world has met her, except yep. for me. And you think you would think of all people who who I needs know, to right? meet her in person is me, right? Yeah, I I know you need to meet her because I mean she was um she she's an incredible woman. I I'm I'm so grateful I got to meet her. She was that's so cool, man. She was the cherry on top. She she sealed the deal for me to want to stay at hard rock for as long as I did, man. It's like yeah. Just a person with a razor sharp memory, um, just full of passion. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, she knows who I am, and she's That's always right. telling me, you know, one day it's gonna happen, one day it's gonna happen. So yeah. 
when it, if it ever does happen, if I'm ever lucky and and if I'm if I'm lucky enough to meet her, she's gonna know who I am. When, yeah, when we meet, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be incredible if it if it does happen. It'll be special, yeah. man. Yeah, I agree, man. Well, Scott, man, I man, I've had the absolute most yeah, fun talking to you, man. Dude, it's it's been great, and we got to do this again. We have to. This is yeah, um, for sure. Anytime, cool. yeah, dude. Like just you know, we got you know the time, the time yeah. difference. So yeah, it just happened to be you know I was off work today for the holiday, so it was like perfect timing to do like it. You say, like you say, mate, it was a Christmas miracle. Yeah, Christmas period, right? <laughs> oh, Scott, thanks. thanks Come to Detroit, saying. man. Oh, I love man, to have I'm you here, dude. I, it, it's happening, man. We are doing this. We're hanging out. We're yeah, we're doing I'll it. Take, I'll happening. take it to Cobo. Yeah, we'll just record it. Kiss alive, and yeah, man. I'll, I'll take it to Motown. Yes. I'll take you to places, man. Ah, uh, I'd love that, man. That that would be amazing. Uh, man, Scott, thank you so much for sharing your incredible. You're welcome, story, brother. Man. Thank and you for wanting. Thank you for wanting to talk to me. Oh, dude, anytime, bro. You're a special man. So, uh, yeah, we'll do this again soon, man. And uh, all the best to you, brother. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. I'll talk to you soon. To you also, man. Peace. All right, bye.